Hello and welcome to our teaching series on education in a church. And this series consists of various reflections about the concept of uh, ministry and education. And specifically, how can we use education uh, in order to multiply Jesus-like disciples? And, and we mentioned that this particular uh, series is composed of three mini-series. Uh, the Biblical Undergirding to Education and Equipping in, uh, in a Church. The Historical Illustrations of What Did the church do to develop people and equip people within, uh, you know, over the centuries. And lastly, we're going to look at some contemporary educational theories that may help us in implementing uh, effective educational and equipping strategies in the church today. Under the series of uh, the biblical undergirding, we looked at three primary concepts, the priority of equipping and educating uh, members in the church. we we'll looked at the purpose of educating and equipping people in the church. And we mentioned that that purpose is very clearly is the building of personhood, the building of a certain type of person in the world, the building of a person that resembles Jesus, who is the perfect image of God. So we go about the church's ultimate role and purpose is to help the members not only to become converts and followers of Jesus, but to grow gradually over time to resemble Christ in every possible way until the end when He returns and transforms us to His likeness. And we, we, we mentioned that through Ephesians chapter 4, the purpose of Christ's likeness is expressed in three different dimensions. Our, our being, how we see ourselves as Jesus-like people, the desires that's affiliated, I want to be like Jesus. I want to live the image that God created me to bear. I have a desire to, to, in, to emulate uh, that, that particular illustration of, of, of God-likeness that was lived in our midst in Jesus. And then we mentioned that that image and desire that we hope to pursue directs and fuels and motivates our actions, our doing, our lifestyles that resembles the values and the ethical standards of the life of Jesus. And we also mentioned that the third dimension of um, development towards Christ-likeness is our collect, uh, uh, correct doctrine and understanding of the apostolic doctrines as expressed in the New Testament, as well as experiential knowledge of our union with Christ. And this construction is what the church is uh, uh, assigned, is the project of the church, is the, is the purpose of the church, but it's not just something that the church can do in its own. It's a co-construction. And this co-construction has a process, an adequate process to look at. And this is how we will begin our discussions today. It's a co-construction that requires three various agents uh, to make this particular uh, building come 
to fruition. Building up the body demands a collaboration between Christ, who grants supernatural gifts, the discipling community who are the body of Christ. So how can you build the body of the members and not participating in that building? As well as the individual Christian, who is essentially a member and a significant member of that body as well. So allow me to mention briefly the role of Christ, the role of the community, and the role of the individual Christian. Uh, Paul mentions in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 7, as well as verse 11, he says this, But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. You see, uh, this is given in the context of building up the body of Christ. Uh, the, 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 the chapter begins by Christ giving the tools, whether that's the gifts of individuals or the graces that He gives uh, to each individual believer, whether that's the functions of the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and the, and the teachers and, and the like, whatever it is, all that we need of, of human resources uh, requires divine gifts in order for the body to grow and develop. And who's given that? Christ Himself has given us everything that the body needs so that we can uh, build one another up. The second thing uh, that we notice in Paul in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 and 16, he says, We will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Christ. From Him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself in love. So you could take away that joint sentence and say, from Him, the whole body grows and builds itself in love. Yes, other members are involved in the process as we will uh, mention in, in just a, a few moments. But in this particular instance, Paul is making it clear that Christ is the head. Without the head, the body cannot grow. In fact, without the head, the body can hardly exist. And Paul is saying it's because of Christ there is any hope or any chance of transformation of maturity in the body. And we notice that that's not the only mention where Paul speaks of the uh, profound impact of Christ's uh, involvement of the building up of the believers. We notice that in Ephesians 2 verses 19 and to 22 and he mentions that. Consequently, you are, and he mentions few things, but ultimately comes to the point where it says, you are built on the foundations of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus Himself as the chief cornerstone. In Him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. You notice that the idea of Christ being the cornerstone is a profound concept because a cornerstone is the most significant stone in the building upon which the building is able to rise. And in both instances, in Ephesians 4 and Ephesians 2, we notice that Christ is at the top of, 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 of the uh, transformation process. He's the the most profound agent of the transformation process. But he also mentioned the, the joining together of the believers. But we need to know 
and be secure in the idea that Christ is involved intimately in our maturity, in our development. Christ is the head of the body and Christ is the most important stone in the building. But then we have everybody else needs to be involved. That's the, the second aspect of the partnership that will produce transformation. We will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Jesus Christ. From Him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We notice here that Paul mentions the partnerships in each of its elements. He begins by Christ the head, but then he says that the body to grow and develop and mature and be everything that it's designed to be, every supporting a member, assisting member, needs to play their part. Nobody is there by accident. We, we read about it again in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 where he mentions that God placed every member in the body for a purpose because it, it takes the whole body to grow the whole body. Every member is significant in the process. And that's the second element of our transformation process. We need partnership with one another. Thirdly, and very briefly, every member needs to play their part. Look, it says that the body will grow and build itself in love as each part does its work. Each part does its work. If every believer is baptized in the body of Christ and is an essential member in the body of Christ, then every individual believer needs to play their part for their own development personally, but also for the development of the body collectively. So here you have it. We have three various um, dimension to this partnership, that the process by which we grow and develop. And in the next few sessions, we're going to look at how we can model, teach, and partner with each other, which is the process of bringing about that co-construction to fruition, obviously under the power and the enablement of the Holy Spirit and Christ who gifts us with everything that we need to be able to model, teach, and partner with one another so that the body of Christ may be built onto full maturity in the name of Jesus. Until next time, be utterly blessed.